Morning, welcome back to the show, my friends. Have you ever heard of grounding or earthing? Have you put your bare feet in the grass and connected to the earth? Well, that is what this conversation is all about. I'm chatting to Clint Ober, who is a wise elder in this world, worked in the telecommunications industry for a long time, learned all about electrical systems, and then discovered that the body indeed is also electrical. And that when we connect to the earth, we can put out the cascade of fires that we've come to know as inflammation, inflamed. So why, how do we put those fires out? We ground ourselves, we connect back to nature. This is a fascinating conversation about the broad ranging effects of what can happen when we connect back to the earth from an inflammatory perspective and looking at the earth as a battery and how we connect to that, charging ourselves up so we can achieve our radical health. Then we chat to our caller today who's got a question about grounding his parents. How can he convince his aging parents to get outside a little bit more, get grounded, and then we learn about some of the products that can do this without necessarily having to convince your parents or get your feet that dirty too. It's a fascinating conversation. It's a fun one. I'm a big fan of grounding and I'm a big fan of Clint, so I hope you enjoy the show. Let's get into it. Hello, Radical Health Seekers. Welcome back to the show. I am super excited about today's conversation because it's all about grounding, and I have one of the OGs in the grounding space as the guest on the show, Mr. Clint Ober, who's been spreading this message for a long time, and he's here today to kind of dissect this topic that can seem a little woo-woo at first, a little bit out there. What do you mean putting your feet in the grass can fix everything? But Clint's here to tell you why, and I'm here to pick his brain and help us understand this grounding thing. So Clint, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, my friend? It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, I'm doing great, and I really appreciate the opportunity to come and visit with you and share what I know. And uh, yeah, I really uh, want to thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, no, thank you, man, for I know everything that you're going to share. And we've been chatting on air a little bit before we went live, and this has already been super beneficial. So, you know, the, the reason I said I'm, I'm very excited about this conversation is we we're, we're, no, we're a health-based tribe here. We're trying to have somewhat of a healthy rebellion and fight back against all of the things that detract away from our health. And I told you before we went live that for about 10 years, I've been accidentally grounding because when I met my wife, we decided she was American, I was in the UK and we had to do either long distance or we had to cheat the system as it were and just go somewhere where that didn't matter. So we absconded from reality for a bit and we flew over to Asia and I ended up breaking my flip flops on one of the first days and then just decided, you know what, I don't really need them. It's, it's nice and sandy everywhere. So when I, many years later, tried to integrate back into society as this wild barefoot man, I was very resistant to having shoes and I always <laughs> felt great when I was grounded. I always felt great barefoot and my health-minded, um, you know, kind of physiology background was always about the health of the foot and how the tendons and the ligaments and the strength kind of worked. And then all of a sudden I started to think about this electrical piece too and connecting mm -hmm. to Gaia, to Mother Nature. And I know that one of the big things that we'll talk about today uh, is this, the body is, as an electrical system. And this is a way to kind of bridge all of this from the food and the water and the sun and the stress and this connection to the earth. So I guess the first question I wanna ask you is if you were to explain it to me like I was five, what does it mean to say the body is electrical? 
Okay, well, you know, children, first of all, you don't have to tell children, you know, about uh, feeling better. I mean, if they, no kid wants to put on shoes, they mm. fight it. And it's hard to keep shoes on kids other than until they get programmed, until they get, you know, it's a learned thing. And, uh, <clears throat> but the first thing kids want to do, and I remember I grew up on, you know, in rural Montana and, uh, the first thing when school was out, the first thing we did was ditch the shoes. We would never put shoes back on until we had to for a church or for school or for something. But it was just normal. And uh, our, but we always felt better mm -hmm. as soon as you take. I, and I can't explain it exactly, um, uh, but it was just a visceral thing. I mean, you're you're it's like discharging. It's like taking a charge off the body you can it's like a breath of fresh air mm -hmm. get the shoe lose the shoes but in, in very simplistic terms um the earth is a battery and it's charged by the sun mm. and and all living things on the earth uh convert that energy in one way or another either direct photons or through electrons through the food and through the food chain and everything but we're all basically sunlight mm -hmm. i guess is the easiest way to say that and but uh because without the sun there could be no life mm -hmm. of any of any kind and and so when you stand barefoot on the earth the earth has this energetic um a, an electrical surface charge that is created by you know the photons the sun and the radiation and you know it's like um again i don't want to get too technical but it's like there's no heat coming from the sun the only thing that's coming from the sun is radiation mm. and and you, if you're out in space you'll freeze to death but if you're standing on the earth and the sunlight hits your body, then it'll warm your body. Mm. And uh, that's something that most people aren't aware of. Um, we think that, well, it's hot out um, because, you know, the sun, the rays from the sun are hitting us. But those rays are, um, you know, waves of energy. And it's like <clears throat> when you are standing in the shade, you cut them off and you, you cool down. But it's all... Uh, so it's all everything is electrical or energetic uh, I'm not sure sometimes how to say this all but um, so when you stand barefoot on the earth your body is conductive mm -hmm. and it's like if you stick your finger in a socket you'll get shocked the way you know your body is conductive because it conducts that current mm -hmm. or if you have static electricity on your body from walking across the floor or whatever and you go touch an electrical socket or something or a metal anything metal then there'll be a discharge mm -hmm. and and that discharge if you can see it or feel it it's at least three thousand volts difference in the charge on your body and the doorknob or whatever mm. so you're grounding out that charge so you're conducting that charge from the body to the um doorknob or whatever it might be or just standing barefoot on the earth so the whole concept is when you stand barefoot on the earth the earth is has an electrical energy and an electrical surface charge 
5,000 years ago, they called it Earth Qi, the Chinese mm. and the the Dao and the Taoist. And uh, <clears throat> so it's not something that I discovered necessarily. Something's been around forever. Right. All I did is put a little science behind it. So anyhow, when you stand barefoot on the earth, then your body absorbs the energy of the earth, the electrical chi or surface charge of the earth, and your body equalizes so it's at the same electrical potential as the earth. And that way, when you touch a doorknob or something, there's no electrical hmm. discharge or anything. So, <clears throat> but anyhow, your, your most natural state as a human being uh, as a as a critter on this earth is to be granted because from the first amoeba that ever you know crawled onto land or whatever i mean they were always grounded mm -hmm. the ocean the ocean was grounded everything was grounded so they so all life in all forms was always connected to the earth grounded to the earth meaning it had the same electrical potential as the earth the significance of that is kind of what we put together in our research and sciences we learn and i come to this by osmosis because i spent 30 years in the communications industry where you have to ground everything electrical to the mm -hmm. earth in order to maintain electrical stability like in a cable television system you have to have you want nice clean pictures and and thousands of them and you want all of them in order to maintain that um, distribution system, you have to connect it to the earth, mm -hmm. multiple points, so that if there's any static in the air that's being created by dust particles or wind or whatever, uh, any noise that's created from that is discharged to the earth. Um, lightning, uh, if there's lightning in the air and it hits the, the distribution system somewhere, which it often does, and so it has to be uh, absorbed by the earth or the earth has to release a, a, enough negative charge to cancel it out but <clears throat> but anyhow um i gotta be careful not to lose myself along the way here <laughs> um the <clears throat> so when you stand barefoot on the earth then you your body is electrically one in the same as the earth itself mm -hmm. so that may the earth is infinitely large body's infinitely small so when they touch it just at the speed of light the earth is i mean the body's going to be what we call grounded mm. now <clears throat> you can't notice it sometimes sometimes you can uh in an instant like that because it's too fast it's almost too fast to measure because you have to have pretty sophisticated uh equipment to measure speed of light uh so <clears throat> so anyhow it is our most natural state. It is the most natural state of any plant, any animal, any life form on planet Earth to be connected to the Earth. So the significance of the body being conducting Earth's energy, Earth's chi, whatever you want to call it, this charge on the surface of the Earth is that, and this took us, you know, I've been, I've, I asked the question 25 years ago, you know, is there a consequence to humans no longer being naturally grounded to the earth? Mm -hmm. Only be only because I had spent 30 years in the communications industry. And then when I started doing the test, I found out, yeah, there's there's huge differences in electrical potential and all these things. 
but <clears throat> I really didn't know. So uh, that took me on a journey that is, I've been doing this now for 25 years. Uh, we have, you know, 20, 30 peer reviewed published studies mm-hmm. and uh, hundreds of peer reviewed papers and all that kind of stuff. And it's odd to think that you would have to tell people that or do science to show that earth affects physiology. But anyhow, we did. And it's just the way the world is today. But yeah. but anyhow, so so the main thing is when you stand barefoot on the earth, and I knew this from the electrical world, you can't have charge in a grounded object. Hmm. Now, charge is, okay, that's, you know, we think of an electrical shock or whatever. But in the human body, a charge is created in the body. First of all, you insulate your body from the earth, put shoes on. You're no longer naturally grounded. You're no longer connected to the earth. You're more like an astronaut living in free space. Mm. You're, you know, above, disconnected, you're above, floating above the earth. So as soon as you lose your ground you lose your connection with the earth then the body is floating uh it's like an electrical device that's floating above it's not grounded or not connected to the system anywhere so you're going to have uh floating potentials and you know you're going to have noise you're going to have all kinds of Hmm. uh, charge so anyhow the thing that we discovered uh to try to put this in a nutshell so we can get on here is when the human body is connected to the earth, you can't have inflammation in in the body. Mm -hmm. Well, 60 years ago, 1965 years ago now, maybe uh, we invented plastics. Mm. First thing we did was put them on and started wearing these Nike type synthetic sole shoes. We had rubber, we had various things. But they weren't worn by people in large. They were more for playing tennis or for mm-hmm. work or athletes and so on. Uh, but anyhow, so in 1960, we invented these very inexpensive um, synthetic sole shoes. And they were, see, before, if you were wearing leather shoes like we did when we were kids, if it rained, you had to take them off and carry them mm-hmm. because if they got wet, got wet they got gnarly (laughs) and when they dried you couldn't put it back on so it was important to take care of your shoes because and they were expensive Mm -hmm. um but anyhow so with the new shoes you could go stand in a mud puddle all day you could do anything you want and it it wouldn't hurt them because you know they were this synthetic polymers and so that allowed everybody to wear shoes and not worry about them and they become very inexpensive and uh, so today, 60 some years later, 95% of all shoes purchased and worn by human beings, especially in the United States, there are, they are these synthetic sole shoes, or they have synthetic material mm. on the soles of the shoes. So that by and large, when you walk outdoors now, or you walk, I mean, you're, you're not grounded, mm. you're not in contact with the, you're not conducting the energy of the earth so as a result um, your immune system operates with you know you have a pathogen in your body and uh, and the 
immune system recognizes it, sends a white blood cell, a neutrophil mm -hmm. swims, swims over, and it wraps itself around the pathogen, and it releases what we call uh, oxygen, you know, reactive oxygen species. Mm -hmm. These are electrically charged molecules that can rip an electron from a pathogen. Now, that takes thousands and thousands and thousands of volts. Mm. You can't just rip an electron from anything. And uh, <clears throat> so anyhow, uh, that's a normal process. And it's been going on for since the first amoeba. All plants, all animals that lived on the earth, they never ever had a problem with this oxidative burst. Because when you're connected to the earth, the body is flooded with and maintains a negative surface charge, mm -hmm. not only on the body, but on, on, on the surface of all cells, especially red blood cells. Mm. And so you can give up these free electrons from the blood or wherever they, I mean, they come from the earth, your body's charged with the free electrons. So these free electrons are everywhere in the body. So instantly after an oxidative burst, the, body can give up a free electron and reduce any remaining radicals that are left after an oxidative burst. So what we nailed down was inflammation is the, if you're grounded, you can't have inflammation because the free electrons from the earth migrate up into your body. Your body maintains this charge and it absorbs, quenches, stops, hmm. prevents in inflammation. But as soon as you lose this, then all of a sudden you be, your body starts to deplete mm. the free electrons in your body. And then all of a sudden aches and pains and issues come up. And, and, and then as time goes on over a period of years, you know, health disorder manifests primarily the uh, autoimmune diseases. Mm -hmm. So, but anyhow, just to finish that little story, I'm sorry. No, this is great. Thank you. But to finish this little story is, so what, how does inflammation manifest? So if you have a normal oxidative burst and it goes on every day, all day long in your body, uh, whether you're breathing things or, you know, cells that need to be replaced, all this stuff is going on in the body all the time, millions and trillions of transactions. And we don't even have to think about it. Our body knows all this. It knows how to do all this stuff. And, but anyhow, so, as soon as you deplete or lose your ground, lose your connection with the earth, now you have lost this, you're no longer connected to this reservoir, it's like the ocean. You're no longer connected to this ocean of free electrons that would normally exist in your body. That So if you have a remaining radical, it just automatically reduces it. Hmm. And it's not a problem, it's a natural process that's going on from the very beginning of time and but now today we don't have we have a shortage of free electrons in our body and and the body has to have a certain amount to make your heart work to mm -hmm. make everything work and if all of a sudden you don't have enough free electrons then it's going to uh, not be able to complete all the normal functions so the number one function that we're talking about here is inflammation so the word inflammation means in flame mm -hmm. on fire. Mm -hmm. The number one reason we ground anything in the electrical communication is to prevent 
fire mm. to prevent char to prevent charge. So charge and fire and inflammation that are kind of all in the same term. So <clears throat> as soon as you ground the body to the earth, it's flooded with these free electrons, and you cannot these remaining radicals from an oxidative burst are in nanoseconds, just a few nanoseconds. They're automatically reduced and life goes on. Mm. I mean, it's just, that's just a normal process. But when you are short of electrons, and some people are much more short than others, depending on their diet and depending mm. on the stress they, they have in their lives. But as soon as you lose, you know, lose your electron that your free electron balance, then the oxidative burst, these remaining radicals, they are only going to last three or four nanoseconds. Hmm. And in order for them to reduce themselves to become neutral, they're going to go and steal an electron from a healthy cell or something that's adjacent to the area of the original oxidative burst. And in that process, it damages a healthy cell, hmm. a new and that cell then sends a message to the immune system. Hey, something's still here getting me. So it sends another neutrophil and repeats the a new oxidative burst to destroy that damaged cell. And then any remaining radicals, uh, you, you, you set up this chain reaction mm -hmm. uh, and, and chronic collateral damage. And so in modern days, that's called chronic inflammation, inflammation, and the oxidative burst are not related. Hmm. A lot of people call inflammation, you know, well, that's normal oxidative burst. No, it isn't. The oxidative burst is, it's a way to destroy pathogen. Hmm. But the inflammation is, the immune system is out of control. I mean, it's no, it, the, it's not unwinding the oxidative burst. And so what happens is, you have this chain reaction and then the immune system there's damage being created by this inflammation and so now the resources of the immune system are dedicated to putting out a fire that it itself is creating mm. because it doesn't know the body's no longer connected to the earth <laughs> and so in a nutshell uh inflammation is a modern health disorder yeah it's it could be called Shoeitis, in the old days I called it Nikeitis because I knew Phil, mm -hmm. <laughs> a bunch of the boys up there, and he, he was the one who started this thing with the, you know the running shoe and the and the mm -hmm. waffle iron cleats and everything. It was great innovation, and the athletes, you know, and so on. And, uh, but anyhow, so that's I hope I, don't, I went too far there, but I give us a conversation piece oh you gave us a you gave us a lot of a conversation piece and you didn't go too far that's exactly why you had we, we had you on and i think there's just like there's a lot of things clicking into place for me as i'm just sitting back there and listening to that and one of the key things you said uh, originally that was like oh yeah that makes a lot of sense is that the earth is essentially a battery that is charged by the sun and if we put ourselves back on it, we essentially tap into the battery's power to charge our own yes. cells. And I had this image come into my head. I have a little three-year-old at home and sometimes we buy him a, a silly little toy. And you know, they have the battery in them and, and you've got this little plastic yep. thing that stops it from working. You have to pull it out. And the shoes are almost like that little plastic thing that separates the thing from working, like as Bingo. it should, right? And this yeah. the shoe thing is really fascinating to me because 
like you said, it's a relatively new invention. We often take this ancestral view of life and our ancestors were, uh, if they were wearing anything that was a shoe, it was much more natural fibers. It wasn't this synthetic plastics, et cetera. And they were barefoot a lot of the time. And the soul yeah. of the feet seems to like connect us to the soul of the earth. He said, it's, you've got the science now. I've seen the dozens and dozens yeah. of studies, but we've also got this borderline. It feels like esoteric and energetic and the earth, I've heard it described as having like a heartbeat and this energy and the Schumann resonance. And all of a sudden, like, boom, we yeah. just plug back in. And, and then what you said about things in nature don't seem to have these chronic inflammatory conditions because they are constantly plugged into the battery that's giving them the life so that the cells can operate and they can keep putting out these fires. And I think it's probably safe to say that in a modern body that's not grounding, that there is too many fires that autoimmune component starts to happen it's automatic now the body doesn't know itself from itself it's just attacking there's fires everywhere and maybe yes. if we could just plug back into the earth like the the firehouse gets a few more agents to go out there and, and borrow some energy back and put out those fires so that's a a really fascinating conversation because we often take the approach of yeah like i get this like we hear it said in the health space a lot that the the great Dis disease, disease is is inflammation, and then we focus right. on okay, well we can infl reduce inflammation through healing the gut and and eating certain food and staying hydrated, and it seems to me that that is stuff that could help reduce the amount of fires, but it can't quell them entirely, and that grounding seems to be a blanket approach that really gives the body the energy that it needs to put out the whole cascade of fires potentially. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. This is a conversation that a lot of people just can't accept this because, of course, it's about gut inflammation, or of course, it's about you know not eating enough blueberries and all these things. That's all part of the thing. But if you the first of all, you need to know the body's electric, mm -hmm. and if it every cell in the body has is electrical in and of and by itself, it communicates. It's a transceiver. It can. Mm -hmm. Uh, receive information it can transmit information and and um uh so it's all this thing that we dismiss i mean we're not aware that the body is alive i've always known the body i don't know why it came to me it just it's just something i've always known mm. um but but when you um it's like when you take the battery out of the little car you're talking about, it quits running. Mm -hmm. Well, that's kind of what's happening here. So our immune system is no longer running as it was designed. As it was designed, it needs to have this reservoir of electrons that it can draw from. And so there's an oxidative burst boom, then the free electrons can come up and mop up and ground and reduce and prevent these electrically charged molecules from stealing cells, uh, ripping electrons from healthy cells and damaging cells, which cumulatively build up and uh, end up producing all any autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. If you look, if you go, if you have any health disorder, first of all, you have to know you can't have pain in a human body unless you have inflammation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, an acute pain, that's a little different, but I'm talking about chronic pain of any kind. If you're sitting there and you've got some pain in your body, then you have you're suffering from inflammation. You're not suffering from pain. Mm. Pain is the messenger telling you, "Hey, there's something going on. I'm on fire. Put the fire out. Get me out of here." Mm. Uh, but, but the um, the it's like 
when you're grounded to the earth, uh, you, you, you're oblivious to all of this. You don't have pain. You don't know whatever. Mm -hmm. And everything works. Um, <clears throat> but as soon as you disconnect, then all of a sudden, inflammation builds and it builds slowly over sometimes it takes like 20 years on the average for cancer to manifest mm -hmm. um it can take you know a minute for other things and so on but <clears throat> these autoimmune diseases if you take any health disorder that anybody is suffering from and you go to google or nexus lexus or wherever but go to google and just type in your disease your health disorder, disorder meaning out of order, uh, your, uh, and, and type in the disease and then look at all the studies that come and then type in the word inflammation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like arthritis, inflammation, uh, cardiovascular disease, inflammation. Well, cardiovascular disease, disease is an inflammation related health disorder. Cancer is an inflammation related health disorder. You have to have cancer for, you have to have inflammation for a long period of time mm -hmm. for cancer to manifest. But if you don't have inflammation, it can manifest because the immune system, that's what the immune system, that's what got us here over all of these, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all of these eons of time is we have this immune system. This immune system is uh, electrically charged. It's, it's oxidative. I mean, it's protective. I mean, it can protect every cell in the body from anything out here. And uh, as long as we're connected, and, and that's all normal, but if you're not connected, that it's like when you have a uh, cytokine storm in your lungs. Every, a lot of people experience that with COVID mm -hmm. and, and COPD and all of these uh, modern respiratory health disorders, they, pneumonia and so on. You get a cold or whatever, and if you don't have enough redox potential in your body, enough free electrons to reduce the oxidative radicals that are being produced by the immune system, which is reducing the pathogen in your body that's causing all of this. But if you don't have enough, then all of a sudden, uh, you know, the, the immune cell, a cytokine, let's say, uh, it <clears throat> goes in, does its job, reduces some pathogen in the lung or whatever, and then as a result, there's not enough free electrons to reduce the charge, or the, uh, the remaining radicals produced by the cytokine. Mm -hmm. then, then it's going to attack and steal an electron from an, an adjacent lung cell. And then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden now, now the immune system sends a, an army, a, you know, a wave mm -hmm. of uh, cytokines and it's in there fighting, trying to put out you know, reduce these pathogens and create the damage that it itself is creating mm -hmm. because it's there's no ground. And I hope I'm saying this right because this is really important. Um, your immune system is dysfunctioning, autoimmune disease, autoimmune disorder. These are the popular terms of modern times. All of these inflammation related health disorders are autoimmune diseases. The immune system is dysfunctional. Why is it dysfunctioning? <laughs> because it lost its ground. It doesn't no longer has that resource, mm -hmm. that fire hose to put out the fire uh, to reduce the remaining radicals after a simple oxidative burst, which is the most natural thing on the planet. Mm -hmm. And it is the one thing who got us all here. So um, 
and and so the, this is all modern health disorder this is the last 60 years mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and it's like auto you know uh diabetes um uh ms lupus fibromyalgia and it goes on and on and on and then it eventually manifests as you know uh, cancer this or that or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but these these things are not natural or not normal and uh, you know for the human for the body to give you an example of um i grew up on a ranch mm-hmm. montana you know and when i was a boy i was i was a cowboy cowboy is a boy who sits on a horse and he rides the pasture and what he's looking for is any cow or cow or calf or whatever it's not looking or acting like the rest of the animals in in the herd and when you find one you take and pull them out of the herd put them in a pen a holding pen then you go ride the pasture and say okay something's wrong in the pasture something made this cow this calf or cow sick so you go check the water first of all make sure it's clean and healthy and the creek nearby whatever and then you um ride the pasture looking for weeds make sure there's no noxious weeds in the pasture because they that'll make them sick sometimes Uh, or make sure the grass is not too short anyhow but the concept is very simple if you have sick animals in the pasture then something's wrong with the pasture Mm -hmm. because health is the health is the is the animal's most natural state if if the pasture is clean and pristine you're going to have health you're going to have healthy cattle or healthy animals and um so that's the concept here you don't you cancer you know to put say it another way it's like animals who live indoors most of them who everybody who owns a pet mm-hmm. you you have a vet and the reason you have a vet is because your animals get sick and you got to take them to the vet and, and oftentimes they suffer from uh inflammation related health disorders and immune dysfunction uh, it's, they've got all kinds of names on all of these mm-hmm. diseases, but they're really only one disease and it all starts. And that's what this little conversation tangent got on to is it all starts with you only, there's only one major health disorder with the normal human population. That is loss of ground and creating the instability of the immune system. And now the immune system is creating inflammation mm-hmm. and oxidizing and burning up the body. And now you have a hundred, you can name a hundred inflammation related health disorders, but they all stem from being living apart from nature, mm-hmm. disconnecting from mother earth. And um, so as soon as you, you know, but anyhow, so I, what, I just want to make the point there that everything that everybody's suffering from today is based in inflammation. Mm-hmm. And inflammation, uh, it was Ritger and the boys back at Boston Mass back in the early 2000s, about the time we started doing the earthing research also. Um, <clears throat> they were the ones that came out and they said, you don't have cancer, you don't have lupus, all these auto, I mean, all these health disorders what you have is you have chronic inflammation Mm -hmm. and this inflammation manifests differently in different people based on their lifestyle based on their genetics based on what they think what they eat 
you know, how they interact with life, you know. And, um, but as long as your immune system's strong, you really can't have all of these modern degenerative health disorders that began to surface in the 50s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, we've dismissed that because, uh, I don't know why we've dismissed it. <laughs> you don't, I, I don't know many people that talk about it. Yeah, I, I keep trying to scream from the top of the hill, you know, hey, guys, wake up. Well, it could be that it's problem. not, um, I mean, it's not, it's not patentable, really. It's not profitable, really. It almost seems too yeah. obvious, right? We're so smart, or we think we're so smart, and everything's going to be the next pill, or the next iteration of scientific medicine, or a new vaccine, or a new, a new something, and, and, and the science is going to save us. And what I'm hearing you say is age-old wisdom that the, the earth comes first and foremost, and our connection to it. And it's almost like, it, it, it's it's like just an, an illusion, you know, trying to pull the rabbit out of the hat of the savior of the day when we're talking about, hey, right. before we get lost in all of that stuff, which I'm sure some of that stuff can help, let's not miss the forest for the trees. Let's return back to nature. Let's go back to where we came from. Let's ground ourselves. Yep. Let's reconnect. Let's charge from that battery. And and then let's talk about that other stuff. But before we, you know, put the yeah. cart before the horse and try and figure this thing out with some new science, I think we're, we're missing a, a huge, um, obvious, you know, connection of where we came from and where we go back to, you know? Yeah, it's, it's you know, I often say that, you know, <clears throat> we are the earth of walking around. Mm -hmm. And we literally are because we come from the earth. Mm -hmm. uh, we live off the food of the earth we breathe the air this part of the you know the atmosphere of the earth uh, we drink the water we but we're everything about us i mean we're just earth in a form of walking around mm -hmm. and um and we go back to the earth You're, you might get shipped out to space and die in space but mm -hmm. generally speaking everybody goes back to the earth and 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 the other thing too that i i love to mentioned sometimes is you know it's like 150,000 years ago that the homo sapiens you know our first homo sapiens mm -hmm. coming out coming out of Africa and since then you and I as individuals we have a at least 7,500 grandmothers that got us here mm -hmm. That's a huge amount of people. Now, you can go back much further because we're all related to everything that's ever been on the earth. Mm -hmm. But 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 through this chain of grandmothers and grandfathers and whatever, all of these people, they all got us here. We really are not very much different than a human walking on the earth 150,000 years ago. Uh, we have the same structure. We have the same everything, mm -hmm. you know, and, and our immune systems were, that's what got us through all of this because these people lived on the earth. Mm -hmm. They didn't have plastics. They, they didn't live above the earth. You slept on the earth. You slept in caves. You, you, you gathered food. Your hands were always in the dirt, but you were barefoot. And we were just always connected to, you know, to the earth. It's, it's a symbiotic relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all one and the same. And, um, but that's what we sometimes miss with all of this modern technology. We forget who mm -hmm. we are, where we came from. 
we forget we don't understand food by and large mm -hmm. which is you know something you guys focus on which is great the uh <clears throat> but we've lost our you know this this natural process um but it, but anyhow, I, I don't want to get too far off subject here i, I can go off it, yeah, I, I want to make the point that, that you're kind of iterating on there, which is what we're really talking about here is diseases of modernity. You know, this is the the, the cost of progress in a sense and, and that the modern problems we face maybe can be healed by ancient solutions of, of that remembering. And something that we tend to do now is apply band-aids to the bullet wounds, you know, and think that that can fix yeah. things. and. We, we were joking before we went on air that we're all on the same boat and the boat might be proverbially sinking. And instead of plugging the holes where the water's coming in, we've just got people with the shoe trying to flick some water out of the side and we, we kind of yeah. missed the whole point. And I think you said something that's really important. And, and I, I know this is a part of your story a little bit too. So I want to kind of follow this track because you said that the pain as a messenger, you know, when you feel that pain in your body, it's mm -hmm. a messenger for inflammation. And I've always said that pain is is one of our greatest teachers because nothing quickens consciousness quite like pain and maybe the pain that we're feeling as a collective and the pain that we feel individually is actually an invitation to look at something the pain is not there as an accident pain is saying hey you know look at this thing and you had a bit of a a pain teacher moment right after kind of ascending the heights of the electrical world and and then going through a health scare yourself and kind of coming back more to this simple way of life it wasn't like this was something you've done your entire life what what was the story there because that was super fascinating to me well uh, when i was about 50 years old i um i developed i was attending a bunch of christmas parties in denver colorado i was in the communications cable television industry and um and there was a hepatitis scare went around and i started getting real sick and i thought well i had you know picked up this hepatitis or something and i kept going to the doc and the doc kept saying well there's you know we can't figure out what this is it's not hepatitis it's not this not that and about a month later i couldn't hardly get out of bed one morning and i went to the emergency room they put me in a cat scan and uh they found uh and they found that I had a big abscess in my liver. Mm. And then they traced it back to I had a dental infection a month before and had a root canal put in and evidently something went awry. And so <clears throat> as the you know the bacteria from that some of it got into my liver, lodged mm. in my liver, probably drinking too much, probably doing something I shouldn't have been compromised my immune mm -hmm. system even more. And I didn't know much about health back in those days. Uh, but anyhow, I did, but I, you know, I think we, we think about taking care of the animals. We don't think about taking care of ourselves, yeah. but anyhow, um, uh, so I, uh, you know, the next morning when the doc came in, he said, well, we have some good news, bad news. We know what it is. It's, um, you know, this bacteria that got into your liver and it's, you know, done a lot of damage in your liver and. He said, the bad news is you're, it's compromised your liver to the point that we need to tell you, you need to go home, get your health together because there's no assurance we can get you a new liver. Because back then, this was you know, 35 years ago, no, 40 years, 
I don't even know how old I am now. 30 years ago, whenever it was. And and uh, so uh, liver transplants, all those things, you had to be on a long list mm-hmm. and whatever. And I just didn't have that much time because they said the damage was too great and it had compromised my whole system. So anyhow, um, that was pretty, um, you know, here you are king of the mountain one day, you know, doing whatever and... <laughs> And you've done had all these great achievements, and all of a sudden, you're on your way out, mm. and everything that you ever owned or learned or whatever stays behind. And anyhow, so I uh, a couple of days later, I did go home. They sent a nurse out, and they kept me on antibiotics and things. And um, <clears throat> but anyhow, they, they uh, a young surgeon called from I think it was Swedish Medical Center in Denver and said, you know, we'd like to do an experimental surgery, and so they went in. I agreed to it because I had no choice. Mm. They went in and they cut out like the the main lobe of the liver. They cut out like five sixths of it. Wow! And 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 I had energy whatsoever after it. But anyhow, I did survive. And and even most remarkable is my liver grew back to its hundred percent its size. Wow! In six months, in just six months. So, but they didn't know back then how much they could take out and still maintain hmm. normal function to keep the rest of the body uh, working properly. And so anyhow, uh, but I was pretty religious about following the rules mm-hmm. and doing everything they told me to do. And uh, anyhow, I, uh, but during that process and how it relates to this story, this earthing thing is uh, one night I was or I guess it was morning, I woke up and and I was just looking out the window. I'd lived on a little mountain in Evergreen, Colorado, and there's pine trees everywhere and beautiful blue skies and so on. So anyway, I looked out the window and all of a sudden the pine needles looked like they were energized, vibrating. They were mm-hmm. a vibrant, vibrant green, you know, and the sky was kind of a vibrant blue. And I thought I was just hallucinating from, you know, some of the meds I was on. I didn't know. Yeah. And, but anyhow, um, in that scene, just a, I, I looked around the room I was in, and I was living on a 5,000 square foot A frame mm. log cabin on the top. Should have been a ski lodge. But anyhow, um, I had all this art, so I had to have lots of room. And I collected art for most of my life, and mostly Western art. And, <clears throat> but at the foot of my bed was a, a huge painting by, uh, fellow named Earl Biss, who was a Crow Indian, mm-hmm. who I kind of grew up with. And and, uh, and he, he had become very famous and something. But anyhow, the point was I collected all this art and everything, and it went through my mind, what would have happened to all of these things that I had spent my life collecting mm-hmm. and gathering uh, had I died? And I knew my kids would have come and taken some of it, but the majority of it, they wouldn't know why I bought it, where I bought it. They wouldn't have cared who made it or anything. And all of a sudden, I just had this desperate feeling come over me, like, God, if I would have died, you know, uh, it was so immediately I had this epiphany. I didn't want to own anything. I just had this chill come over me. And so as a result, I ended up over the month or two of selling my home, selling everything in it, giving what my kids what they wanted. And I ended up with a little 
you know, 24 foot motorhome, mm. and mm. I and because I wanted freedom, I didn't want to be attached to anything. I didn't want to go back to work. Gave big company to the employees. Nothing. I wanted to own nothing because I knew there was something wrong with what I the way I was living. And not that there's I was doing anything bad. It was just that my life was about materialism, a hundred percent materialism. And <clears throat> so anyhow, I didn't know anything about grounding or anything at this time. And I didn't necessarily recover from grounding in knowingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did spend a lot of time barefoot out in the yard. Whenever the pain would come up, wherever, you know, thing I didn't feel right, I would automatically go outdoors, get the sunshine on me, mm-hmm. and I would just be laying on the earth. And um, I didn't think anything about any of that. So, but anyhow, I ended up at this little motorhome and I took off and I started driving around the United States, mostly to living in uh, national parks stopping and seeing my kids or various people that friends that I had accumulated over the years. And, but I spent most of the time just by myself in natural parks. Mm. <clears throat> and then one day I ended up down in Key Largo, Florida. Um, yeah, Key Largo. And uh, the, uh, I was on the Bay side, had the RV parked up to it. And I went outdoors that night and I could feel um, there's a lot more to all of this, but I could feel the energy. Something was speaking to me, meaning time to go back to work, time to get, you know, go home. And this was four years later, to go home and get back to work and do something. And I didn't know what it was. So anyhow, I took off. I went up to see one of my kids in Kila or up in Fort Lauderdale somewhere. And then I deadheaded back to L.A., I got there and I said, I can't do this. Went to Tucson. It was okay. It was a cowboy town, something I'm used to, but it wasn't right. So I think, well, I'll go up to Flagstaff, or uh, not Flagstaff, yeah, Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. And because they have snow and cold and it's cowboy type stuff. And, and um, <clears throat> halfway up, there's this little town called Sedona, Arizona. I didn't, never been there, never heard of it. And, but they had an RV park. So I thought, well, it's getting late. I'm going to just go pull in there and go up in the morning because I was tired. And then I woke up in the morning. I looked out. I was parked across just a few feet from a creek. It's called Oak Creek. Runs through the town. And then there was a tourist thing across the street called Talakapaki. And it was just kind of organic and just a nice place. And I looked around. I said, I'm not leaving here. This is like living in a national park. Mm -hmm. So I spent uh, a little bit of time there, didn't know anybody, but they had all these art galleries and I had collected art my whole life. And I thought, well, you know, I didn't want to own any more art or ever buy another piece, but I really enjoyed it. So occasionally I would go around visit the galleries, get to know the gallery owners. And then one day there was a special artist coming to town, uh, a special uh, presentation and I knew the artist and I knew the art and, and I went to the art gallery owner and I said you know I said I have a background in stage lighting and I know how to light and I said this art that's coming in here you need to have somebody to help you with the lighting because they had horrible lighting in these galleries 
So it took me a while, a few weeks, but I convinced her husband to let me come in, take all the lights down, take all the art out of the gallery, and then bring these pieces of art in and place them in strategic, and then light each one individually so it give it presence that it deserved, and so on. And then after I did that, everybody came in, and the owner of the gallery, she walked in, and she broke down in tears. She said, I've never seen anything so beautiful. I said, thank you. But anyhow, it, at that particular event, there, every art gallery owner from Scottsdale to Sedona and around, um, they were at that event. And um, so afterwards, they all asked, well, who did your lighting? Who did this? You know? And so I automatically ended up in a little bitty business called Best of Show. Mm -hmm. And all I did was go do special event lighting for the art galleries in the area. And they didn't have a lot of money, so you didn't make, it wasn't about money. It was mm -hmm. just about doing something that I loved. I loved to, I loved art, and and so anyhow, that was all good. But anyhow, one day, as I was doing that, I had to order some special lights from a wholesale house down in Phoenix uh, for a show. And I was sitting at the computer, and I was trying to get the order in. My computer kept glitching and crashing. This is back in the '90s. You know, computers weren't grounded, you know, nothing. And, but the temperature, the temperature and everything was sufficient that uh, there was a lot of static. So every time I would touch the computer, it would crash and go down. So I knew what it was. So I went and found a piece of copper tape mm -hmm. and laid it across my desk and I connected it to a wire and I connected it to the, uh, the electrical ground. And then before I would touch my computer, I would just touch the tape discharge the static electricity on my body then i would go type everything was perfect hmm. i thought wow and so then i got my order in whatever and then i immediately went outdoors and sat on a bench outdoors and i pulled this uh tour bus you know and and as the people started to get off it was a japanese tour group they're a little shorter in stature mm -hmm. and but you could tell they were a group a tour, you know, a tour group. And so anyhow, but they were all wearing white tennis shoes. And I noticed them and intuitively come to my mind, said, I wonder what, I, I wonder if there's a consequence to us no longer being naturally grounded to the earth. Because mm -hmm. I was a kid, when I was a kid, I was always grounded. And in the world, 30 years in the communication, I totally understood grounding. And uh, it just intuitive, it was an intuitive thing. I didn't know. Um, but I went home that night and I dragged out some electrical uh, equipment I had with me and I just started testing some, you know, the environmental electric fields in the home, the static, the static charges. Uh, the static charge when you get into your bed, the high, extremely high amounts of static electricity mm -hmm. that are created on your body. And then, uh, you know, the EMF and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, holy cow, I don't think anybody knows this stuff is here. I didn't. And I've been in the industry forever. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, I, I started, uh, you know, I, I immediately, I, I think I, yeah, I went back to a hardware store. It was early in the home. I went back to the hardware store and bought a roll of uh, three-inch wide metal duct tape. Mm -hmm. You know, aluminum, aluminum duct tape like you would put around heating vents and whatever. Laid it across my bed, 
connected it to and taped it right to the sheet, connected it to a ground rod or a wire, threw it out the window, connected to a ground rod, stuck it in the earth, did that twice. So I had one lead for the uh, electrical meter and one for the, you know, the, the ground for the tape. And so I would lay on the tape and the all of this noise, all of this environmental noise would disappear. Hmm. Well, that made total sense to me because in the communications industry, in order to reduce noise and in order to reduce uh, electrical interference, you know, environmental electrical interference, you ground everything and that pushes away. So it worked the same on the human body. And I thought, wow, this is really neat. And I didn't think too much about it, but I next thing I remember, it was early morning and I woke up and the little voltmeter was down by my side. And I looked at it and I said, holy cow, something's going on here because normally I don't sleep. I was 54 at the time mm -hmm. and I had skied for 30 years. I was a cowboy. I'd done everything that you could possibly do. It was crazy. And um, so anyhow, I um, uh, did that for a couple more nights. Same thing. I just, I would lay on this tape, grounded to the earth, and I would fall asleep. And so a couple of days later, I had a couple of friends that I had made down there. And I said, you, cause one of them had severe arthritis and the other one had other just joint pains. And I said, you guys need to try this. And so I went over and had plenty of duct tape left off the roll. So we grounded their beds. One of the wives got a little upset because we kind of messed up a sheet. <laughs> anyhow, the, the, uh, so anyhow, a couple of days later, one of them comes over and he said, you know, he said, this stuff really does help. And he says, but do you think it could be affecting my arthritis? Hmm. And I said, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I didn't know anything. And he said, well, my arthritis has just come way down mm -hmm. the, the, the hot burning pain. And I didn't think too much about it. Then I recognized that my pain, my chronic pain that I usually had to take Advil or a pain med to go to sleep at night, uh, was significantly reduced. Wow. And I said, wow, how come nobody knows about this? And I started to do a little research on, and all we had back then was AOL. And so I, and Nexus Alexis and, you know, to find data. And I couldn't find anything there of any significance. Then I ended up going down to the University of Arizona in Tucson and asking around there, you know, tell me why grounding affects the body. Well, everybody looked at me like I was nuts, you know, yeah. what are you talking, what are you talking about? Anyhow, so I didn't find anything there. And I went back to Sedona and I spent about a month, maybe two there. And then I said, okay, this is real. It's important. And here's nobody knows about it. Can't find anything about it. And so I said, I'm going to go out to UCLA and, and, uh, those guys know everything, you know, this, they got the biggest universities. Mm -hmm west of the mississippi they've got to know everything and so i went out there and ended up working with somebody in a sleep lab and they said you know you expect us to believe somebody's going to put a nail in the ground tie a wire around it and tie it around your toe and they're going to sleep better they said get out of here you're nuts mm. <laughs> and um anyhow we carried on a good conversation after that comment and it was funny i laughed i learned that the, by and large, a lot of the medical industry knew nothing about environmental, mm -hmm. electrical. 
And uh, I learned that I knew nothing about biology mm -hmm. other than animal husbandry type stuff. And uh, so uh, <clears throat> I asked if they would help with the study. They said no, because it would cost $5 million to produce it. And it would take years and it may never get published. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I said, that's not a good idea. So I talked to one of the kids that had helped me set up this meeting. And I said, you know, how do you set up these studies? What do you have to do? And so they taught me everything I needed to know. And I went and hired a nurse and did it. So we designed a study. We grounded 60 people in Ventura, California. 30 of them were placebo grounded meaning they weren't really grounded. Mm -hmm. They looked like they were. And 30 that were definitely, I mean, hard grounded to the earth. The people that were grounded, uh, 30 days later, they came back and uh, had absolutely stunning results. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they all slept better. They all had uh, significant reductions of pain. Uh, and then we got started getting all kinds of odd things like TMJs disappearing hmm. um, and, you know, just a host of things that we didn't even know to ask or never thought to ask. And, and the most important thing that came back was before that uh, study, I thought like, because of my background, I thought, well, it's the environmental electric fields, it's EMFs, it's all of this stuff that everybody's ranting about mm. uh, is actually causing these health problems. And But anyhow, during that particular study, I had two people. Both of them were in their late 70s, 80. And one was a woman, one was a man. They lived in different parts of Ventura, didn't know each other. Anyhow, they both had, one had just... Uh, uh, had cardiovascular disease, had serious operations, looked like death warmed over. And uh, the other woman lived in, I mean, she had gnarled fingers and mm -hmm. from arthritis and all kinds of pain and whatever. So anyhow, I went and I grounded them and they both were to be grounded to the earth. I mean, live grounds. Anyhow, I went in, measured the electric fields in the home of the, the guy who had the uh, major cardiovascular issues and and anyhow i couldn't find any electric fields because he it was a an adobe type home mm. and, and it had uh, adobe type flooring it had um, no electrical wires in the walls on the side of the bed mm -hmm. the only real light was on a lamp across the room <laughs> and so it wasn't really measurable because i would have them sit on their bed and then i would measure the electric charges on their body static electricity lots of static but no mm -hmm. um, emf and so on and so then <clears throat> i thought well this is a waste of a ground here uh, because this guy's not going to get any benefit uh, <clears throat> so anyhow because there was no electric no measurable electric fields in his living and sleep environment and he was just a few feet from the yeah. from the ocean yeah. the pacific and so the other lady went over there and she had more electric fields than I think I had ever seen, ever measured anywhere hmm. on any person. It was like 20 plus volts of EMF charge on the body. And I thought, well, 
they're going to get good results here. But then when I went to grounder, the little mats that we were using were only like a 12 inches wide and 24 inches long. And they were conducting mats that mm -hmm. we would use in the uh, ESD and to, you know, to prevent static and all that kind of stuff. So, and then we would connect them to the earth and she'd lay on and, and I measured her. I couldn't get her below two millivolts, which was about the average of every other person that I measured. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, this isn't going to turn out either. So it was really a bad day for me as <laughs> research. But again, it was, I wasn't controlling the study. I was just doing the installations. Mm -hmm. And so anyhow, about a month went by and I was in the office the day they were going through all the results and they had collected all the data and, and I went in and this is really important about grounding. Otherwise I wouldn't waste this time on it, but, but anyhow, so I was just looking at a couple of papers and I said, you know, there's something wrong here because both of these people couldn't be getting these results because this one couldn't get grounded enough. And this one didn't have any electric fields, mm -hmm. but yet they both had similar results. They both slept better. They had significant reductions in pain. Their energy was up and just remarkable results. And then I just shook my head. I said, there's something wrong. I went and found the, um, uh, the return pads that the nurses had brought back and measured everything. Everything was working. Everything's fine. And so that night I went home and I said, just totally mystified. I said, there's something I'm missing. And so I went and I took a pad and connected it to the earth, but I put in a capacitor, meaning electrons can move, but they, you, you can't, the body can't have them. It mm -hmm. can just borrow them. But as soon as you, because they, as soon as you disconnect the ground, then the, the electrons go back into the capacitor. So there's no real free electrons in a capacitor. Mm -hmm. I saw, so I measured that and I measured uh, electric fields and then I measured uh, magnetic fields. And <clears throat> no matter what I did, I found that you can't reduce pain by reducing, by eliminating the magnetic field, by eliminating the electric field hmm. or, uh, and all of these things. And I said, you know, everybody's out there is, the whole world was just nuts. Oh my God, you're going to die if you have sleep in a house and you got these electric fields. Mm. But I recognized what it had, it played no part in reducing pain. And so I couldn't tell anybody because nobody cared. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and everybody's out there selling EMF widgets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, but anyhow, that's where I learned that, that <clears throat> when you connect to the earth, the free electrons from the earth are migrating up the wire and your body is equalizing with the earth one and the same electrically as the earth and as soon as you ground the body in that fashion like a computer or anything else then the you can't have inflammation the inflammation disappears and so on so that was the the real epiphany of grounding it wasn't anything that anybody really understood at that time yeah and uh and it was so and then who and to me it was a huge discovery and but then on the other day i mean the same day it was the worst thing the worst feeling ever because nobody knew about it i knew about it but in order to tell anybody you had to talk for i mean it took it took 25 years yeah. <laughs> to surface this information because there was no knowledge base out there there was no 
uh, mountain of literature. There was mm -hmm. nothing. <laughs> so I had to produce it all. But that's how I got that far. And there's a lot more. I mean, the most important thing was the blood viscosity, how mm. as soon as you get as soon as you get grounded, you touch the earth and uh, <clears throat> then your body absorbs those free electrons. And then the red blood cells, they absorb, they, they are just like the earth. They, they absorb these free electrons similar to the earth. And so they're, you increase the amount of free electrons on the red blood cells by 270% oh, wow. when you're grounded versus when you're not. <laughs> That's a lot and there's a published, there's a lot of, there's a published study on this and, and, uh, and there's a couple of them now. And <clears throat> so that is the real uh, most important thing yeah. that we discovered that when you touch the earth and you equalize with the earth, electrically and then these electrical charges of the earth migrate throughout the body primarily via the blood and other things and and then they can uh donate a, a red blood cell that's got 270 percent more electrons on it it can donate electrons as it's going in and out of the capillaries yeah. and reduce inflammation and and then pick up more when it goes you know, back through the foot or wherever picks up the ground again. Uh, so it's really remarkable. And it's, it's absolutely, uh, I pasted it together, a lot of cowboy logic. Yeah. <laughs> and um, anyhow, so I, I'm sorry if I got too far off path there. No, that was a wonderful story. And I think it's, uh, it's very important to, to kind of tell it because there's a couple layers to that. Number one, I, I just love the fact that, you know, you had to go through that health challenge and then it's all of these, like when looking back now, you can reflect that these little intuitive nudges pushed you, right? Like when you were healing, when you felt the pain, you didn't know why, but you were drawn to go outside. And then that led you to this thing and that thing. And it all kind of culminated. Like one of the things we focus on here, we have a seven step framework. And the last of the steps is why are we here? Like we, we want to achieve our why. We want to have our mission, our purpose. And you said it's an enormous task now. You, you figure this stuff out 30 years ago. You're like, how am I going to scream it from as many mountaintops as possible? And I'll say you're doing a pretty yeah. good job with books and podcasts and the movie, the Earthing movie on YouTube is phenomenal. And now we hope to kind of pay that message forward. And, and it's a lot and it's, and, and I can see that you're still, so we were talking before we went on earth, you, you're two days away from turning 79 years old and you're still passionate and driven and you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing this for as long as I possibly can. And I think that's, that's really wonderful. So before we come to a close and, and talk to our, our caller on the line here, I just have a couple of like more quick fire questions on the, you know, the tangibles then I guess of ground and people should be listening at this point and be like, okay heck yeah, I'm going to ground. So I think I know the answer to this and I, I'm going to assume the answer is as much as you possibly can, but is there a minimum effective dose? Like if you were to try and put a number on it, like how many minutes a day should a person at a bare minimum try to ground and does surface area matter? Are we, if my big toe is on the earth, is that good enough or do, is more better? Okay. Well, uh, I get this question every day. Yeah. My whole life. Um, any amount of grounding is good. And if you have pain in your body of any kind, chronic pain, uh, or you, you know, your energy is down, all these things. If you have 
pain in your body, then that's a message from your body. Say, please ground me. Mm. Please put out the fire. So as long as you have pain, you want to get grounded and stay grounded. And if you have health disorder, you know, a chronic uh, degenerative health disorder, you can't fix some of these things overnight. Mm. But one thing that happens as soon as you touch the earth, instantly as you touch the earth, then you're grounded. Then after that, with all these physiological changes, your blood increases in negative charge and and your discharge, uh, static, all that stuff on your body. And then, um, so there's a, you know, you're just a different person when you're grounded than when you're not. Mm. And, but anyhow, so I don't want to confuse that you're going to get, you touch the ground and then all of a sudden you're going to be well. That's not the case. What's going to happen when you touch the earth, you're going to reduce, you're going to stop the inflammatory the inflammation because now the body's got free electrons it can go and start protecting those or reducing those radicals before they can damage healthy tissue and as soon as that is that mission is accomplished which is rather instant mm-hmm. you know a couple of circulations of the blood a couple of minutes then after that your body I mean, the immune system needs to go to work and repair all the damage that was created mm. by by the inflammation. If it's just recent inflammation, it'll be gone in minutes. Mm-hmm. But if it's long time uh, inflammation, long time degenerative, you know, it's, it's going to first of all have to stabilize this, stabilize that, and so those people, if your health is really compromised, you need to get grounded and you need to stay grounded until you recover Mm. (laughs) okay but to put all this in perspective is through throughout millennia throughout 150 or you know 7500 grandmothers or whatever it was all of this time the thing that got us here that got they created the who we are i mean the the body and and how it was it was our immune system Mm -hmm. and throughout all time we were always 100 percent naturally grounded to the earth you couldn't get off the earth (laughs) when i was a kid you couldn't get off Mm -hmm. the earth you know he had even a tree is grounded you know um not as well grounded as dirt but but anyhow so you're asking a question here that and i can honestly tell you even a few minutes of grounding you're going to be have a good effect Mm -hmm. Uh, i would say 30 minutes is going to have a much better effect but if you have pain in your body you need to get grounded until the pain stops right that way that way you know for sure the cause of pain is inflammation as is in the literature and and so you put that little piece of the puzzle together but if you have chronic really degenerative disorder then you need to go outdoors dig a hole crawl and stay there until you recover Okay. There are other methods. There are other methods. You can't do anything else. Yes. Get your butt. And, and since publishing the book and all the things we've done over the last 25 years, we have heard from all kinds of people around the world, different cultures. Yeah. One of the main medical treatments in the world or recovery treatments was burying people in the earth. Mm. You know, just not necessarily their whole, you know, 
but getting them in the earth and keeping them there until they recover. Mm. That's like forest bathing, even... right? They, they do that in, in Eastern cultures. They'll prescribe forest bathing and they just say, go, go put your body on the earth, go be in, in, in nature. And I think one of the wonderful things that, that you do as you continue to try and spread this message is like, I get it. It's not always available for everybody to spend every minute of the day buried in the earth. So you make amazing products that you guys can't see it on the camera, but my feet are on a grounding mat right now from earthing. Yeah. You have bed sheets. So there's a way which you can now start to stack it. So um, just tell people like the website where they can go and find products that can keep them grounded. I, I think you and I would both agree nature first and foremost as much as possible. But then if you're going to spend six days at a computer or six days at a desk, you can ground yourself. You can ground yourself with these devices. Yeah. You can sleep grounded. Yeah. In, in order to restore your normal immune function, you have to maintain the negative charge of the earth. And could, because that's what protects the cells that's what protects and reduces this, these reactive oxygen species, these radicals yes. that everybody used to call. So, so in, in, at earthing.com, when we were doing all of our studies and everything, uh, as time went on, the more studies we did, the, the, the people who were in the studies, the researchers and everybody, they all wanted these little mats that we were making up to ground people. Sometimes it was just an EKG patch, which is still the most powerful, mm. and uh, and and or the little uni mats that we call them now, mm -hmm. or the conductive carbon mats uh, that you put on the bed and sleep on. Uh, but anyhow, all of those products were accidental uh, products, meaning that we had to find ways to ground people mm. in order to measure measure blood viscosity or to uh, you know all of the biofeedback or just everything that we measured. And, and um, so eventually there was, people kept coming back and wanted more for their parents or their grandmother or somebody. And then all of a sudden there was this demand. So we realized that we had to uh, put some energy into this and try to figure out what kind of a product that we can give people because mm -hmm. it's, it's not fair to expose them and show them they have problems and why. And then it goes away. They've got to be able, other than going outdoors, mm -hmm because a lot of people can't. So, so then we started making up these products and it was an accidental business. And today it's, I mean, there's actually millions of these things being sold all the time. Right. And, and we don't really market them. It's really our customer base is probably over 90% women. Mm -hmm. And, and they, uh, get one, they feel better because most of the women are the ones that have the autoimmune diseases, mm. uh, probably 75% uh, can be diagnosed with some level of autoimmune disease. Guys are different. They say no pain, no gain, yeah, you know, but right. <laughs> I'll fight through this, you know, but anyhow, the women are a little more sensitive, sensitive, sensible about mm. health issues. And, um, so anyhow, we started making these things and, um, uh, and then we kept improving them and improving them. We one time we had cotton and silver, and that didn't last very long. It was expensive, and so eventually we ended up making a carbon. You uh, finding a carbon material mm -hmm. that we could bond to a substrate, and then people could sleep on it. It would last for years, and it was half the price. Uh, so that's kind of what these products you can sit on, sleep on, walk on, do whatever. Um, but they're just mats that are connected to the yeah. earth uh, made of carbon that conduct 
Earth's energy via the wire to the mat, it becomes energized. And then when you touch it, then your body's conductive. So then it will absorb that energy and equalize with the Earth. You are one again, again, one and the same as the Earth. So anyhow, these products are, uh, it's not my mission to go sell products, but mm. on the other hand, sometimes you have to um, do the simplest things you possibly can to help people because uh, this is an accidental, we accidentally invented plastics and shoes and mm. all these things. We didn't realize what we were doing. Yeah. Well, and, it's good you've and, ever and accidental an accidental business that fights back against the accidental cost of progress. So I think yeah, um, it's, a, it's a nice way to 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 kind of see it come full circle as well as we talk so much about Mother Earth and Mother Nature and Mother Nurture that that it's shout out to the yeah. moms that are fighting back for this and, and really helping. And we actually yeah. have um, somebody on the line right now, a caller who's got a, a question about their mother and their parents about grounding and they've got a they, they want to pick your brain about something um um so tom are you with us are you on the line and, and what's the question for clint today hey guys thanks for uh having me on this is uh <laughs> it's pretty awesome uh yeah clint thanks for all you do um yeah so my parents aren't getting any younger they're both in their 60s now I was wondering, how do I get them to start grounding? Well, <clears throat> that's a real challenge because over the years, um, <clears throat> I have found that it's really almost impossible to take somebody in their, let's say, 60s now and teach them or educate them or convince them to do anything unless you're wearing a white coat with a stethoscope and you're in a doctor's office and he's got a prescription pad. <laughs> and most yeah, older people won't do anything without their doctor's permission. And earthing isn't a medical treatment. It's restoration of it. Of it. You know, it's like fresh air, water, mm. and so on. But, but anyhow, um, so it's really a challenge if you uh, approach older people uh, directly. So what I have found over the years, um, is younger people who are trying to help their parents is, um, you pretty much have to convince one of them. They all have pain. I guarantee you, they all have pain and they all have, yeah, you know, a chronic pain. And if you convince them just to the electrode patches are the best because it's just a simple, electrode patch like an EKG patch that you would find at a doctor's office, uh, like when they do EKGs and so on, and <clears throat> put it on the palm of the hand on the side of the body where the pain is most prominent. Because they all have pains everywhere, but you only remember, you only experience one pain at a time. So you pick the, where the most pain is, and then you uh, connect it to a ground cord, and connect it, you know, just plug it in to the ground, and then just sit there for about five minutes. And then all of a sudden, you know, they'll start looking at it. And they'll say, what is this? <laughs> because generally, the electrode patch will reduce pain. Probably on mm -hmm. the average in five minutes, five minutes or less. Uh, and that's remarkable because nothing they are doing will do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so what you're doing is you're technically what you're doing when you put the patch on, it's, it, it, 
reduces the resistance, the skin resistance. So it's like there's no resistance, so it goes straight into the nerves. And then it gets into the blood, and then the blood circulates and so on. And <clears throat> But anyhow, so it's rapid, uh, a rapid way to reduce inflammation. And um, But that's what I would do. I would ground them with an electrode patch. Otherwise, if that's not possible, if you can get them outdoors, uh, like in a nice day, if you can get their shoes off, yeah. put their feet, bare feet yeah. on the earth, and if you can have just a little bit of sun, sunlight on, the same thing will occur with their bare feet mm -hmm. on the earth. All of a sudden, you'll see their skin start to pink up. The blood viscosity is reduced. Now their circulation's improved. They got more blood flow, and they have a they they have a discharge. I mean, they an electrical discharge, and they relax. Their respiration changes. They may not sense all of these things, but combined, they feel better, and they feel better fast. Mm. And I always tell the average, you know, woman, I said, you're going to look 10 years younger if you unground yourself for 15 minutes right now. And then yeah. look at yourself in the mirror, go in the bathroom afterwards and look at yourself in the mirror. You're going to look 10 years younger. And the reason, and it's true every time, and it's because you, the, before the circulation of the blood is in most people is not really energized and they're kind of a, a grayish off color, you know, but as soon as you get grounded, then all of a sudden the skin starts to pink up, the energy comes up, their demeanor changes, and they're part of the conversation. <laughs> but they look at this yeah, patch and vibrant. say, what, what is this thing? And all you've done is connect them to, you grounded them to the earth. You connected them so to what, the energy of the earth. What's the patch called again? Uh, it's just the electrode patch. We call them, uh, at earthing.com, they have them, they call it the patch kit. And I think they give one away okay. with with uh, uh, certain orders and stuff. But, <clears throat> okay. uh, or they have, a, they have a really good deal on them. And I really encourage that product with everybody because, because it's so instant. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, pain is, this stuff's all electrical. And so to ground yeah. is electrical. To turn a light, light switch on, it's electrical. You know, uh, an electric field can send a pulse and it'll go all the way to Pluto and back in just a few seconds. You know, it's, every, and everything in the, the, the whole Earth, the whole universe, everything, it's all energetic, it's all electrical. And we have that point <laughs> all too often. It's starting to happen. It's starting to have people are starting to recognize that everything's electrical. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate that. I, I have one more quick question, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, we live in a fairly urban environment. We live in a city. Um, is there a difference between, say, a city park or a small backyard versus, say, the beach or a forest when it comes to grounding? Well, it's like we live in these cities, and these cities are full of noise. You have to recognize, first of all, that noise of any kind, whether it's a car going by or anything else, or whatever, it's all electrical in nature. But anyhow, so we have a lot of this, mm -hmm. what I call static or less static noise. I mean, it's uh, environmental noise. And you have to go back to our immune system. And, and um, 
our fight or flight system. In nature, when I grew up in Montana, and in nature, you know, we'd be out in the woods. There wouldn't be anybody for ten miles or a hundred miles sometimes. And uh, yeah, right. So, so when you're out there doing whatever you're doing, and like if there's a bear in the woods, you could feel him. You would not be able to see him. You couldn't smell him. You couldn't hear him. But there is a bear in the woods. But how you know is because the hair on your arm will stand up in the uh -huh. middle of the woods. And yeah. so I call it, I, I call it the bear in the woods effect, but it's really your fight or flight system. Your uh, so in, we all have an innate uh, parasympathetic nervous system. So it senses everything out here and it responds to it. You know, uh, it's your fight or flight, uh, prepare to fight or prepare to run. And uh, you have a few seconds there and that's when your parasympathetic releases a few hormones that calm you down for just a second so you can make an intelligent decision. Uh, but in, today we're living in a sea of noise. We can no longer feel the bear in the woods effect. It's gone. Now when you yeah, go out in right. the woods, you can feel it. You go back to the street, you can feel it, but you cannot in in the normal city so our 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 nervous systems are chronically uh in a chronically elevated sympathetic state meaning fight or flight state and as that goes on then our body's filled with cortisol or chronically filled with cortisol because the first thing that happens with fight or flight is the body releases cortisol and then <clears throat> because there's so much stimulation then your body is you know filled with this and then you have anxiety irritability then at least the depression, whatever. So when you get grounded, the grounded will reduce. The grounding, first of all, will create, stop the inflammation and normalize, you know, electrical functions within the body. And, and there's still, uh, you cannot totally escape the environmental noises. You cannot totally escape all that. Uh, but, to answer your question is if you can if you've got a creek where you can put your bare feet in the water and there's a trees around and you can block the noise and get away from all of this that's very calming and it's not just uh, putting out the inflammation and improving blood flow it's about we are electrical beings and we have an electric field every organ has its own electric field and combined we have a larger electric field <clears throat> it's kind of like the bear has that field that he's putting out there all the time if you get close to it you're going to feel it and that's your message to run or whatever and so so <clears throat> we're all charged um uh you know so to uh, let's see to shorten this up um to get grounded out, it's going to calm the nervous system. It's going to stop the uh, parasympathetic response, and uh, the or, or the parasympathetic is going to come up and uh, and reduce the effects of the sympathetic response, and and so it'll calm down. You're going to feel a lot better, and so on. But to answer your question, the closer you can get to nature and the quiet of nature, it's a it's a it's a religious experience. It's not. I'm not talking about. Thing I'm talking about, you get out there and all of a sudden 
there's everything is alive in nature all the animals all yeah. the plants all the bugs all the trees and there's there's energy there and they're all talking and living their lives and whatever and when you are connected to them you are a part of their world and mm. uh, it's just you are a different person you will be a better person a different more a healthier person and i don't mean better in a in a i'm just saying you're gonna feel better you're going because now you're a part of nature and you're and you start to sing with the earth or the rhythms of nature and they control your hormone cascades they control you know all kinds of things in your body that are not even aware of so it's like you got better reception better connection better reception it's like you know for a radio analogy or whatever but <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't say it loud enough. Uh, the closer you can get to nature, and the quiet, or not the quiet, uh, but tune in to this thing that we're a part of. <laughs> it's like it's the meditation you're really looking for. It's where you, you want to be. Correct. Correct. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you. you. <laughs> thank you for calling in, Tom. Um, great insights, Clint. Thank you very much for sharing. And that you about bet. wraps us up, my friends. I hope you are all super jazzed up. Hopefully you was listening to this episode outside, sun on your skin, grounded. But if not, this is your command to go get yourself some grounded. Go check out earthing.com. Check out the grounding documentary on YouTube. Check out this mission and spread the mission. Be the weirdo walking around with your shirt off and your shoes off grounding and telling everybody that you know and love that this is how we fix a lot of the modern problems that we are solving. Any closing words or anything to point people to, Clint? Where can they stay up to date? What would be your you know, last little call here? Uh, all I can challenge everybody to is please, please take your shoes off, go outdoors and spend a half hour connected to the earth Put your hands and feet on the earth if you can underneath of a shade tree so you can experience what we're talking here about what we've been talking about and kind of tune in the the nuances that and it's hard to without instruments to measure all this stuff but mm -hmm. but experience i mean you you've got to you know just touch the earth and drain the anxiety and the irritability and the you know all this stuff and then just let it drain from your body the earth absorbs all this mm -hmm. grounds it out and then all of a sudden you're left with this piece of nature that you are <laughs> and it's beautiful yeah i always say feeling is believing so go and feel it my friends go get out there yeah. get dirty the dirtier the feet the happier the heart that's what i like to say so go make those you, feet you. dirty go roll around go play and go stay awesome and maybe you can be a badass 79 year old one day talking about all this stuff and educating the world clint i appreciate the heck out of you man thank you for joining us right. today and uh yeah thanks for everything you do all right friends thanks for tuning in to another episode of radical health radio we got a fresh new podcast for you every wednesday if you enjoyed the show consider liking subscribing reviewing and rating us on your podcast platform it helps to spread this message of radical health we'll see you next week